Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, this is Charlie the Ferret. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's Mary Carrillo, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph, introduced there by the peerless Mary Carrillo, who joins us in the second half of the show to talk through uh, her thoughts uh, ahead of the women's final and many other things as well but first I'm joined by the Telegraph Simon Briggs to talk through our two men's semi-finals who uh, which I much must confess are not quite finished yet although the current standing is 6-4, 6-1, 2-1 with the break to Nadal and we're rather confidently <laughs> predicting uh, that Nadal is on his way to an 11th final here Simon. Yeah, well, there's an interesting aspect to this is we're not quite sure what physical state Del Potro is in because early in the match, third or fourth game, he sort of slid, got his sort of one leg stuck behind him a bit, um, grimaced unpleasantly, kind of hopped around on his legs for a bit, looked up to his box in a, in a forlorn way, shook his head, had the medical trainer on, next break. You know, he, he regrouped so well in that first set, which was high quality, but then when he'd lost the first set, he did look like he hit a wall a bit. But the, th- the thing is, it's difficult to deduce how big a factor it is because he did proceed to play really well for the majority of that first set until he was broken to lose it. I think he had six break points. Had he taken one of those, I know it's you know, the classic what if, but had he taken one of them, this match could be entirely different. He was five love down at one stage in the second set. It, you know, as soon as he got broken, his mind just went. And again, it's the the relentlessness of Rafael Nadal that, that does the damage. Yeah, he was sort of backing off in that second set um, into the uh, the Jim Courier trademark position and hit, trying to blast inside in winners and Rafa was reading it and, and sort of bunting a backhand into the open court. So it was almost like a Hail Mary approach from Del Potro. I sort of feel like that's four slams in a row. Well, it depends what he says. Maybe he'll say I was absolutely fine. It was pure... Uh, Nadal's supremacy that, that broke me down but if he does admit that physically he, he was a little handicapped that would be four times in a row where we've had uh, a match in, in the semi-finals or finals where one player has not actually been at the races physically and I mean emotionally I sort of don't like the Ben Rothenberg argument of, of, of we should have men playing best of three everywhere but at what point do you get uh, to the stage where you say you're just not getting enough players going through to the last three days of a tournament uh, in decent enough festival to produce their best tennis. And, you know, I think Ben's argument 
is a little stronger for that. Yeah, and that's not to mention, you know, Zverev as well in the quarterfinals. That match was com- completely defined by, by the injury to the German and obviously going back through earlier rounds, countless examples as well. But, oh, dredge, dredging up that debate again on the tennis podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, today certainly makes a strong case for it, doesn't it? Uh, it? It's been disappointing, let's be honest, barring, you know, a, a few intense games of that first set, the Delpo Nadal match and the second set tie break of team Cecchinato it's been a it's been an underwhelming day yeah I guess we've had uh, two uh, days of semi-finals and we haven't had anything more than a straight sets win thus far assuming that Rafa goes on to close that one out um, you know the the quality of the women's semi-finals is pretty decent I thought um, you know there's nothing wrong with team uh, Cicinato either one interesting point is that they sell separate tickets uh, here for, for the semi-finals I couldn't quite remember has that always been the case because I found myself surprised and a little bit aghast that that was the case today but then I maybe I've just erased it from my mind from previous years I can't tell you when it came in I, I think it's reason, reasonably recent but I could be completely wrong um, but, but it does put a lot of pressure on somebody like Del Potro if they're uh, picking up a strain early I mean uh, Look, I mean, I may be exaggerating. This is a, a hot take based on his expressions, his, his, his medical timeout, and um, uh, but it, you know, there would have to be some concerns over what is going on in his groin. <laughs> What's your Luca Warm, Luke Warmer, Luca Warm considered take on the team Cecchinato match, and in particular? team and his potential chances in a final against Nadal I think it's interesting because I think he's probably got the game to make it pretty close so it's almost like are we going to have that that moment when one of the younger players stands up and and sort of beats his chest and says I'm here or, or will he be overwhelmed by the occasion and and the opponent this tournament has sort of reinforced to me just how important that's um, territorial nature of tennis is um, and I guess the, the Serena Williams Ashley Barty match perhaps being the uh, classic example it's not all about what you do with your racket it's a bit about what you do with your body language Diego Schwartzman seemed to me he he he, he freaked Rafa out by playing very high level and by having some great conditions in his favour but he also brought a very punchy attitude and so I think team is going to need obviously to play his, his very best tennis he's shown that he can beat Rafa in certain situations he's he's be, beaten Rafa in both the last two defeats Rafa suffered on clay but can he do it in terms of the, the bearing and kind of self-belief that he's going to bring to the final he's talking a good game about the pressure all being on Rafa isn't he but is that just talking a good game Rafa's been there so many times hasn't he and Dominic team's never been in a major final before so um, look, I think uh, I've said all uh, fortnight, and, and I've heard you say it as well, that Rafa has, to me, he's playing, you know, the racket. It's, it's as good as he's ever been, probably better. He's probably the best player he's ever been. Mentally, I just think he's got more baggage than he had when he was uh, playing in the late 2000s. And players do get, well, I don't know about Federer, but most of them do get a little bit more nervous as they as they get older, as they think that they may not be coming back, you know, an innumerable number of times to this position, and when he's been under pressure, he has looked a bit tight, and he did definitely look very tight against Schwartzman. I think he he almost admitted that, didn't he? And it's this, he he absolutely did admit it. He said, "I'm a I'm a human man. I'm a human person. I get nervous." More of that for Mary Carillo later. Um, it, 
it's the same old refrain with Rafa Nadal, but it, the, the two things I keep on hearing in terms of analysis about beating him are the first set is everything and the weather is everything you need to have you, you need to clinch that first set because he is coming out nervous uh, and that he's, he, is, he is taking a while to warm up into matches and certainly the Del Potro match today would be further evidence today I, I think we'd still be out there watching it waiting for the result had he won that first set you know wondering what would happen but uh, it seems a bit of a done deal at the moment I should say we will record something if if an extraordinary uh, come from behind uh, victory happens for Del Potro but um, and and the weather you know I watched a bit of footage again of the the Sodaling victory over Nadal here in 2009 and it was even heavier and more overcast than I remember it being it's no accident is it either what happened the the the, the the tale of two days of the Schwartzman match. The the weather couldn't have been more different. And apparently, Carlos Moyer has has said openly and publicly that that it, he was lucky, Rafa. He was lucky that the rain came. He was lucky that the conditions were were different the next day. Well, Rafa said he was lucky in in his um, Spanish press conference in, in exactly those many words. I, I really think he was would have gone out if if the rain had stayed just the level to keep them on the court but to, to, to damp down his best shots and just clearly he was unsettled and, and struggling for his, his best tennis and clearly Schwartzman was in the zone so uh, I think he would have gone out but he when he came back I mean I commentated actually for BBC on the, the fourth set of that and that was wonderful um, because Schwartzman played high level and, and Rafa he actually began to push harder and made a few more unforced errors because he'd been quite He'd been quite passive, hadn't he, by his standards. He only hit four winners in each of the first three sets, I think. So he went a bit more hell for leather, put, pushed the accelerator down, missed a few more balls, but made some absolute spectacular shots. And I felt like that was Rafa at his best. And I really enjoyed watching it. So Rafa against Dominic Team in the final on Sunday. We know what the women's final will be. The second portion of the show is dedicated to that. But just quickly, Simon, your thoughts? Yeah, as everyone's saying, Sloane Stevens is the favourite. Um, maybe that'll help Halep in a way. You know, she 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 was in that situation against Muguruza, and she came out with the bit absolutely between her teeth. I think she has to move Sloane around in. Uh, well, it's not quite fair to say three dimensions, but I, but I, what I want to say is I, I think she needs to move around not just laterally because, as we've said before, it's just there's some sort of um, parallel dimension that Stevens goes into with longitudinally, longitudinally, longitudinally as well. Yeah, so she, <laughs> that was a struggle. Yeah, so she's got to bring her forward. Um, I thought on the occasions when she came forward against Keys, that was when Stevens looked at her least composed. And let's be honest, she was incredibly composed throughout the match. And um, I, I can't get enough of watching Stevens. It's just there, there seems to be something miraculous going on with her with her legs and feet. Um, I. I I always thought Halep was the best mover in the world, but actually, she's not. You know, this woman is, she's like an athlete squared. Well, that matches for tomorrow. More of it in the second half of our show with Mary Carrillo as we leave you now. Uh, Rafael Nadal has clinched a second break in the third set. So I'm pretty confident we won't, Simon, have to meet up in four hours and record an addendum to this podcast. Rafael Nadal leading 6-4-6-1, and serving in that semi-final. So, uh, yeah, we await the quotes from Del Potro, assuming that match does go the way we think it will as to how injured he is. And that'll be a, a topic of discussion in the future, I'm sure. But for now... 
Simon, thank you. What are you going to be writing about today? I think it's pretty obvious, just a short women's preview and, uh, and a report on events on court in the men's semis. In the Telegraph tomorrow. Make sure you get it. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. So here we are in Eurosport Towers, myself, Catherine Ritka, but more importantly, I have finally managed to break my way through the Mary Carrillo schedule of champagne and cheese tasting How was the to cheese book tasting? some time. Wasn't that outstanding? <laughs> I mean... It was a fait accompli. I keep telling Eurosport there just aren't enough cheese and wine tasting features involving uh, Catherine Whitaker, and uh, they, they don't seem to listen to me. Uh, it's such a scam. I've had a great time. I don't think it's been a great Roland Garros, all right? I mean, I thought the the women. Is it okay to say that? Because I kind of feel the same. There have obviously been peaks, but right. But yeah, let's 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 say this out loud. It hasn't been. I'm hoping for a great women's final. I think that to me would save it. I loved the women at the Australian Open. I mean, almost every day we had some kind of epic something or other. I just I'm not sure we've had that yet. Well, that was one where from the moment the draw came out, and I particularly remember obviously the Venus Bencic match, but there are a couple of other first round scorches. Kind of, right. this one's been on this French Open has been on the back foot since the draw came out because you know there was all that hype about you know Serena and Azarenka could draw someone big in the first round. That didn't happen, right. and I don't know. It's not caught fire, has and, it? And then you know Serena just landed like an asteroid. So it looked like, okay, we're in. You know, this is great, right? And then she, she, we, she, we, she's not there for the match we all wanted to see with Maria. So, yeah, it's, uh, again, I do like the final. I think the final's going to be 
be very interesting. Just quickly on, on Serena before we move on to the big topic of the final. We have had Serena news overnight, courtesy of, of the ever-media-friendly Patrick Moratoglu. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's telling us that uh, she's had a scan on that pectoral muscle. It's not torn, and she will be good to play on grass in 15 days, which is very specific. Not two weeks, Mary. Yes. 15 days. 15. Yeah, that 15th day is the key. Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I, th- I think coming back on grass is going to be a lot easier for her than, say, if Andy Murray decides to play. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I was kind of hoping to see some real interesting Serena stuff here. And I thought she looked – I love the Ash Barty match. I, that, that's one of my favorite matches of the, of the fortnight so far um, because we really had to see her dig and come up with stuff. And, uh, and I like Ash Barty anyway. So moving on to players that are still in the tournament. Okay. I mean, <laughs> there's, a, there's only two of them. That's true. Sloane Stevens, Simona Hallett. Yes. What do you think our chances are of getting the final that we all so desperately want? I, it kind of de- if, look, if Simona Hallett plays in the championship match the way she played in the semifinals against Muguruza, that kind of tennis wins majors. Um, but she tends to fight herself um, in the finals more than the person she's facing. So... It's kind of, it, I, I'd love to think, I'd love to see Simona and this quick, quixotic quest to win a major is, I can't take it anymore. I don't know about her nerves, but mine are jangling, you know. Um, and she's very open and candid about the struggles she's had and that she's been in all kinds of therapy and she's trying to be nicer to herself and all of that. What kind I, of therapy has she been in? Just, you know, psychologist. Grand, Grand Slam final loses, loses therapy. Yeah. Therapy groups. I th- I, you know, she's... <laughs> She's hard on herself. I, I, I asked her, I interviewed her last year, and I said, you know, just because she's stressed. I mean, she's, you know, and, and we've known one or two Romanians who are, you know, they are, you think, I wonder if he is, in fact, clinically insane. <laughs> um, Whoever could you be talking about, Mary? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, um, I said this morning, hanging around, you know, Darren Cahill and Aussie, you know, like, Aren't you getting a little bit of an Aussie vibe? A little more, a little more chill, a little more. And she said, and she said "I'm very Romanian," <laughs> and I believe her. <laughs> um, so she's worked very, very hard. At some point, I got to assume she'll come good, and maybe, it, maybe it will, in fact, be tomorrow. But I, but you know what, Sloane, man, Sloane's got a whole different. She's got a whole different way about her. You know, she's never lost in any of the finals she's played, including the first time she ever tried to win a major in September last year at the Open. Sloan is um, assured in, in ways that I'm, I'm, I got to know her a little bit um, last year because she worked for us at Tennis Channel when she was limping around. And I mean, she literally had her foot in a boot at she this stage, foot, didn't she? She had her, oh, really, almost no, a... No, not a fashion boot. No, no, <laughs> no this was not a fashion statement. And she, she was very natural on TV. She's got the greatest teeth in tennis. Oh, Clearly yes. great home care, pink gums. Anyway... Um, Oral hygiene, exactly. not talked about enough. It's really not. Sloane, we salute you. Um, anyway, so Sloane, here she is, and she'd come into the studio, and we did Indian Wells in, Char- in uh, Charleston, and she was just very assured, very calm, you know, very... And I am v- extremely nerdy when I work, so she would show up into the L.A. studio and see me already there, and she'd say, wait a minute, what's your call time? And I'd say, like, noon, and she's there... It's 8 o'clock in the morning. Why are you here? Like, she kind of made fun of me that I was such a nerd and, and like, took it all so seriously and, and was kind of stressing getting all my notes together. And she did it to me a couple of more times because she would just kind of show up and say, and she could be very natural and very carefree and very, you know, 
And finally, she saw me one more time, preposterously early, you know, working on my stuff. And she said, and I said, go ahead, make fun of me. And she said, no, I get it. That's your jam. So most importantly, I found out I had a jam. (laughs) (laughs) No idea that was my jam. Have you a jam? I I need Sloane Stevens to tell me if I do. So So first of all, she identified my jam. And she kind of stopped making fun of me, which, was, <laughs> which I didn't mind at all. But I just watched her work her way through the summer. She started, what, 9.53 in the world, and she's losing some matches, um, including the one to Halla uh, <coughs> Badly last summer. And then by the time the U.S. Open rolled around, I saw her in the parking lot a couple of days before the U.S. Open. And she, just watching her carriage and watching how she, you know, I said, you are going to win the U.S. Open. I just, I just had it in my head that, she was she was going to do that, and the funny she thing say, is, yeah, I know. She kind of smiled, like I think she, I don't know, she, she didn't have to hear from me, certainly, but I just remember when I was working through all these notes and get, she said, she said to me, "Don't you know what you know?" I said, "No," because <laughs> you know what what it's like working these matches. Ninety percent of what you study doesn't make air anyway. You think you've got a certain match, a specific match. And then you're talking about a whole different thing because the match goes away and you've got to, you know. Sloan just looks at things that way. Like, I, kn- I know what I know. I know how I play. I know what I have to do. It's really kind of great. It's kind of cool. Um, so that's what I... And, and let me tell you one more Sloan story. As you know, Catherine, uh, Hurricane Irma, which happened uh, the last Sunday of the U.S. Open during the men's final, Jim Curry and I are calling... We're about to call the match... And the hurricane is landing directly on top of my house in Naples, Florida. <laughs> and Jim lives in Orlando, so he was checking. We were both checking Weather Channel furiously during this whole. I hurt myself. I, I punctured a lung trying to save a tree in my backyard. I fell off a ladder. Ridiculous story. Um, here's Sloane Stevens, who's just won the U.S. Open. And she writes me this lovely email. And it just says, heard what happened. You know, I'm praying for you. I hope everything is okay. Big heart, Sloane. So anyway, that's the Sloan I've come to know. And I, and I find her, I find her, uh, I, it's why I think, even though she's, uh, this is only the second time she's ever been in a major final, um, Simone has had a lot more experience in big matches and has proves herself week in and week out much more than Sloan. I think Sloan's always going to be streaky. But I, Sloan's like, come on, give me the balls. Let's, let's, let's go. Do you think we will all come to know that Sloan eventually? Um, I mean, you know, I don't know because I, again, I, I'm lucky that I've gotten to see her in those ways. I think she's, if she's comfortable, if she, what Sloane has in herself is trust, which is something that I think has we've seen missing from Simona Halep in the big moments of her tennis career. Sloane has that organically, and so I think if you get to somehow earn her trust, you're in. I have a feeling, you know, she's. I think that's kind of who she is, and I, and. I'd like to think that she comes to understand. But also, you know what? I, I, my sense of things, I think people in the press might think that she's callow and shallow and she just kind of, she's ditzy. She's not. She's real smart. I've seen her talk to her people and talk on the phone and making deals. I mean, she's very canny. She's bright. Um, I just think she doesn't, I, you know, when people are trying to throw down all this stuff, well, and Serena and Venus, the whole african-american thing she's there like i think she kind of looks at all these white people saying that saying what are you people talking about i so i i 
do I think at some point she will be different? I'm not sure. I, I don't think she doesn't. I don't think she buys into a lot of that stuff. And which I kind of, by the way, like. And kind of early on in her career, pe- everybody either wanted her to be like the best friend and protege of Serena Williams, or they wanted, I mean. or they wanted them to hate one another, That's, didn't they? They couldn't. Yes, they couldn't handle any kind of middle ground or nuance in their relationship, and she kind of got. Do you think that was maybe the moment when she went? Oh, do you know what? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't. I've got no truck with this. <laughs> I just think she knew that people were going to create these narratives, and a lot of them were false. And and I think she resented that. And 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 she's like, why are you people? Again, it's sort of like me, you know. Why are you working so hard at this thing? That's you know, you should just come naturally to. And and and. You know, that, I think I do think that happened to her somewhat. How do you think the crowd will be with her very tomorrow? tomorrow. I, very, don't you think it's going to be very Well, hallowed. I mean, Chrissy Everett said, I, in her experience, the French hate Americans. <laughs> <laughs> do, is that your... Are you having cheese slung at you in the street, Mary? <laughs> Champagne tips on your oh, head. Wait a minute, wait. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm just trying to think of that, of that incredibly... <laughs> Sweeping remark of Chrissy's. I mean, I think they, it I think they like Chris. She won it seven times. They like Agassi. I'm trying to think of the people they. They've warmed a bit to Serena since she started speaking French. Yep, yep. They the like old, that, and all, Patrick old, helps, of course. The old French scam. That that if you can try to. I mean, Jim Courier too. The guys, the guys speak. You know, in 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 his days. Yeah, a lot of them. We all think that by law everyone should speak. American, I think since, not even British. American. I think since the whole Freedom Fries incident, <laughs> think America-French relations have, have deteriorated somewhat. Uh, and I'm not convinced that Donald Trump is doing anything to repair that damage from the Freedom Fries, frankly. But no cheese flung at you in the street. So far, no. So, but you know, there's still a few days left to this sermon. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Um, my, I would think. Uh, I, two weeks ago, I would have said, uh, my Simona. Um, and and I would like to, at some point before she dies or I die that she <laughs> wins one of these. Um, but again, it, it's Simona will be battling herself as well as as um, Sloane, and I don't think that happens with Sloane, especially once she knows that she's striking the ball well. There's very little doubt. I I just you know what I mean. So I I give the edge to Halep. Um, I lo- I like this. So it's it's it's. Crippling self-doubt versus sort of yeah. well, like, I mean, not cri- there's nothing crippling about self-confidence, but that contrast is very stark, isn't I, it? To me, that's the that is the most interesting part of this is that I don't again. Sloane knows what she can do, and 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 I think also she's she knows what not to worry about. You know what I mean? Um, great jazz music musician, American jazz musician Miles Davis used to say. Uh, Look for the notes you can leave out. <laughs> I think she's very good at that. I don't think she feels, I've got to be like Serena. I've got to be like Venus. I've got to be the next one. I've got to, that this. I, I think she looks at it and says, are you guys, that's not my jam. Say, so I've learned a lot about jams. I really want to know what my jam is now. <laughs> how, how can this be achieved? Um, just very quickly on Samantha Hallett, but Darren Cahill was obviously with her here last year before the final. I remember doorstepping him off, off the practice court that morning and he ever so politely said ordinarily yes I would give you an interview but I've not done any interviews this two weeks and I don't want to jinx it now mm. um, so he was obviously sort of feeling pretty superstitious that day how different will the 
the team talk that Ga- Darren gives Simona B tomorrow to what he gave her last okay, year? I don't know the answer to that. I honestly can say I don't know what what that what that conversation will be like. But I will tell you a, a, one more Sloan story. Um, Kamal Murray, her coach, uh, is good friends with Billie Jean King because he's got this big place in Chicago and Billie Jean has a place there. They've known each other a long time. And the night before last year's U.S. Open final, do you know this story? So Kamal had to do his laundry. <laughs> so he went over to Billy and Alana's apartment. I go over to, to Billy. <laughs> well, G- you know, I hop on a plane when I've got laundry needs doing. That's where I go. Well, you know what? She's got a very large dryer, and that always helps. Anyway, what was I saying? I had a point. I must have had a point. Team ah, talk. Yes. Okay, so, so here's Kamal, you know, you know, doing his laundry. And he said to Billie Jean, obviously it was Sloan's first major final. And he said to Billie Jean, what should I tell her? And Billie, who's my heart, I love Billie, and she's obviously, she, kn- she knows what's going on. She said, don't say anything. Be calm. If you're calm, she'll be calm. You don't have, at this stage, she's in the final of the U.S. Open. And, and the, the thing is, um, that's what he did. He just, he just wanted her to know that, yeah, you've got this. You've got this. You've come this far. You're playing great. You know, she, she beat a couple of good players in that tournament. I just thought that was so, so smart, you know. So I'm not sure. I think Simona Halep, again, she's built differently. Um, Sloane's mom is, is lovely, and, and she's real. She's the same way. And I actually work with her mom's sister. <laughs> she's in production, so I've known... And they're all, I mean, this is a mellow bunch of people in, in general. You know what okay. I mean? They got a, a pretty slow heartbeat among them, which is always good. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I don't know what Darren needs to tell Simona. I think a lot of and Simona feels the weight of Romania on her shoulders. I mean, she's just I think she's got to get past all that stuff, too. She's got that guy that comes to all of her she's matches. She's got that wackadoodle guy who comes to all. Of, I mean, she that's, really, that's, that's pressure right there. It's pressure, you know. Um, so. In the words of my late great Uncle Frank Ambrosio, who used to say, what's holding up the delay? (laughs) We loved Uncle Frank. He said a lot of stuff like that, very unintentionally. What's holding up the delay with Simona? Nerves, Um, doubt, self-doubt. Look, I'd love to have her. She she needs to break through it somewhere. This is is her best shot, to my mind, anyway. She's, let's just see if she can throw it down. Because Sloane's going to show up and say, you know, give me the balls. Now, just very quickly, this in a, in a short segment, very soon to be out of date and possibly very soon to hit the cutting room floor yes. if, if results go away that makes us look foolish. Are we talking about Nadal? We're, we're just a quick word from you on what's going to happen in the men's. Just just to clarify, we are recording this uh, yeah, midway on? through the first sem- semi-final with Cecchinato and yes. Dominic Team. Right. Um, what, what are your thoughts, Mary? I, I, I don't want to blindside you here, but I'm sure it's something you've uh, talked about on the Tennis Channel and NBC. What are your thoughts on the whole Cecchinato backstory, the, the match-fixing, the, 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 the match-fixing that's not really match-fixing and we can't really refer to as match-fixing? It's totally match-fixing to my mind. Every, from everything I read, Ben Rothenberg wrote a, a terrific breakdown of the whole thing. That's the best thing I've read about it. I mean, the dude, is, the dude was dirty, right? That's how I feel about it. And he doesn't want to talk about it at all. And it sounds like it's not necessarily over, for, you know. It's been going on for a couple of years now. I, I, checking out, it sounds like he, he bet against himself for money. 
and and that's all there is to it. How I do mean, you feel about him being in the semifinals? I I I, I have issues. I'm you know I I I mean if if he's but but look he there's some cockamamie paperwork that didn't get done right right the appeal process got screwed up so very lucky for him and 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 that's all I could say I mean that he's lucky that he's he's been allowed to to play on because it's it sure sounds to me like they they got him dead to rights he tried to sweep his phone clean and they they were able to backtrack it or whatever I mean it sounds extremely fishy it sounds you know so but I don't think he's going to... I'm going to guess right now he's not going to get past team. And for Del Potro and Nadal, it's a terrible matchup for anybody. If you've got... Especially if your your backhand has been compromised to be facing all those Rafa and Nadal forehands. I mean, you know Rafa's going to just aim at that thing all day long. And I, there's fun... I, I love Del Potro. I think you do too, don't you? Yeah, and he's doing it for the dog. He's doing it for the that's, late, that's great That's the storyline I've created. No, no, anyway. I, absolutely. I'm with you all the way, as you can imagine. But uh, what's funny about the, the and the fans, they, he's a fan favorite. He, you know, he's, so people are going to be pulling for Del Potro to make it a match. Um, but what I love about Del, Del, <clears throat> about Del Potro is um, he looks like, in between points, you know, he looks like a pensioner, you know, in a robe. And, and it looks and like he's been hit by a tranquilizer dart <laughs> in a robe Soon and slippers. Exactly. <laughs> and then he'll play this magnificent point, and then he gets very emotional. And then when it's all over, he starts crying and throwing. His, he does the crucifixion thing, and you know, at the end of the match, his arms up in the air. So, you know, that plays pretty well. How I think the French will really be pulling for him to make it a match. I find it almost impossible, Mary, to imagine him lying in bed in in between. <laughs> Overnight, uh, during the suspended match, worrying about where to hit his serve. When he said that in press, I thought, I just can't imagine this man fraught with anxiety about where to hit his serve. <laughs> and yet, that's what he was doing. I know. I, I, look, I, I, it, the weird thing is, we, I, at least me, speaking for myself, I didn't know who on earth was going to win the women's title, and I'm still not sure. There's only two of them left. But it was such a foregone conclusion that Rafa was going to go hey, for well, a Well, well, we don't use that term on this podcast, what? Mary. What, what? I do not know about the hot water I got myself in. For what? Saying Serena Williams winning uh, Wimbledon, let me think, was it 2012 or 2013? I'm going to so, say Wimbledon 2013, the right? year she lost to Lisicki. Yeah, uh, 2013. Yes. Uh, I I early on used the term foregone conclusion, and, and I'm still paying the price. Is by what is it, David Law hanging that over? <laughs> is he? He's threatened to make. And instead, he's, he's faffing around. He's not even in this country. He's threatened to to create merchandise bearing <laughs> bearing that quote quote. I would like. I would buy that sweatshirt <laughs> in a heartbeat. No, you know what I'm saying. We I, look it, at the end of the two weeks. We could have had Azarenka here, and Serena here, and Maria here, and all these people, and they're not here. Rafa is still here. David won't fight us on that, will he? Can I ask you one more hard-hitting question? Apropos, apropos a question, uh, apropos a player also not still in the tournament. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. uh, because you are so so forthright on Chekinato, Maria Sharapova. Yes. Before her match with Garbini Muguruza, a lot of people I spoke to at Eurosport, uh, particularly Chris Everett, was was very punchy on this. She said her her raison d'être at the moment is to prove that she can do this without Maldonium. That she can win Grand Slams without Maldonium. Yeah. Is, is, this, is this a problem for her? That, you know, do you think, I mean, it's impossible. I know this is, you know, scientifically impossible to, to know exactly to what extent it's a factor, but 
are we not talking about it enough? The fact that she was taking this drug legally for a long time. Right. For whatever reason, it's been proven to be performance enhancing. She's now not taking it, right. allowing for a period of, you know, comeback time, getting back into match practice. She's not the player she once was. Well, I, you know, I, I do. I agree with Chris that she, she too. Everyone's got things to prove. You know, Serena's got things to prove. Uh, Maria's got things. I, I have nothing to prove. <laughs> I've, I've, you know your jam. <laughs> I've got my that, jam. That's proven. <laughs> I, that's exactly right. Sloan has taken all of that away from me i i am much lighter i I'm, i i walk around like a, a spring lamb now i just i, I prance i prance if i ever get the opportunity to interview sloan stevens again and let me tell you she doesn't seem like she enjoyed any of our two previous experiences but if it if she does yeah. ever uh, grace me with the opportunity i will simply ask her what's my jam what's my jam what's my jam it yeah. might be the, it's the good key yes um so is is proving that she can win majors Without Meldonia, is that Maria Sharapova's major jam? I don't Maybe think it's her can. major jam. Of course she can. I, I she mean, can? Yeah, I think she's still got... I'm, I take her very seriously. I take, I, take, yeah, I take Serena very seriously. I take Maria very seriously. Uh, you know, there are some people... I think Vika still has... Look, Djokovic has... How, look how much he's got to prove. Look how much Andy Murray will have to... Vavrinka. Uh, there are so many people who... You, you sounded pessimistic about Andy Murray earlier. I know. I tried to, I tried to breeze my past Andy. it, but it didn't sound great. Well, if he, he, from everything he's been saying in recent days about how he doesn't want to play unless he's 100%, he can't possibly be 100%. He hasn't played in a year. If he hasn't played in a year and one extra week, uh, it's hard to believe that one extra week will, will make the critical difference. Right? He's saying, I won't play Ross Marlin, but... Right, that's what I'm saying. Hope, hopefully seven days later. Right. Maybe 15 days is the crucial you know, number. I got to talk with uh, Judy Murray a couple of weeks ago. Uh, huge fan of Judy Murray. I mean, honestly, she's really one of my favorite people in all of Great Britain. Anyway, and by the way... And there are some contenders. And there are. There's some. You have some fine... As, 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 uh, as Rafa Nadal would say, you have some fine human persons. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Rafa says. When he was asked the other day if he's nervous... Of course, I, I am a human person. Um, so, no, you have some fine human persons. Uh, um, Judy, by the way, has got a, a very hot-looking black spider tattoo on her back that you must ask her about. I mean, I would tell you, but frankly, you know, you're going to have to learn for yourself why she has got this rocking, it's big too, a large black a tattoo one? on her back. A new one? Judy, or a, or a, a, youthful, a youthful... Oh, it's, this is a very serious spider. She got it. She got it a, a couple of months ago. So we've gone off on a tangent. I yes, wasn't we expecting. But anyway, uh, yes. But anyway, so Judy, I was asking Judy, you know, so, uh, and she was explaining that, and this is she's never had an injury that's taken this this long. No one thought. I mean, the last good match he played was here against Vavrinka last year. It's the last time, you know, and that's when he got hurt is during the Vavrinka match. Um, so anyway, when it was all over, set and done, she, she, I said to her, "So am I going to see you at Wimbledon?" And she said, "You know, I'll be there for Jamie." She wasn't promising Andy, and, and I, as you know, I, I love Andy. I, I hope the guy's okay, but this is, look, the last couple of years, all we've talked about, <clears throat> we, we've talked about people coming back, when, and, and Roger has come back, and Rafa has come back. They have come, there are comebacks, and then there are come all the way backs. So now we have a whole bunch of people we want to see, can Serena come all the way back? Can Maria come all the way back? Can Vavrinka come all the way? Can Djokovic? Do we need a new word? There's a comeback and there's a... Yeah, a come all the way back. Come all the way. Okay, we've got the new word. We've got the new word. It's all part of my jam. 
I have one more question for you, Mary. Okay. You are clearly a woman that is able to pitch ideas to your producers. <laughs> I know where you're taking For anyone them. that hasn't seen Mary's jollies around France, eating cheese in champagne yes. cellars, yes. caves even. Chalk caves. caves. They were fabulous. Um, I daily pitch dog-related feature ideas <laughs> to my wonderful production and team. How's that going for you? It's going badly, Mary, <laughs> and uh, I need some What's help. What's your budget? What's your... <laughs> What's your dog feature budget? I there are no lengths that I won't go to to I make it, to make it come in on budget. Did I send you my mime feature? You did. That's outstanding. I can't believe I forgot to mention the mime feature. Yeah, I mean, if you can get a mime feature on air, why can't I get a dog feature on air? What am I doing wrong? You you just have to bash on, just bash on, my friend. Wear them down. We're exactly. That's what I've done, and I, now I just keep waiting for them to fire me. Like, what is a fireable offense? Really, you're you're really gonna let me do a whole ridiculous pun-filled cheese piece i fell down the stairs in front of john McEnroe, and they haven't fired me so <laughs> okay well then you're in good shape anyway good luck to you it'll be fun watching the tennis this weekend and, and dog features dog if features my new policy pans out thank you Mary. and for god's sakes you know what i don't think david law has found his jam either he's clearly just looking all over the place he's faffing around he could use one of those too question number two to sloan what is david law's jam <laughs> And on that bombshell, I leave you for the day. We have two remaining tennis podcasts, French Open daily podcasts. It's going to be, it's going to be damn hard to top this one. Mary, thank you so much. My pleasure. We have been the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph, with our executive producers, Menly Bose, Triple S, TennisBalls.com, uh, with Charlie the Ferret, who Mary wishes very well indeed. She's heard about the, the, the plight of Charlie. Uh, and uh, with the Manga Club as well and we will be back tomorrow Even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks Italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.